Hello and welcome to the Atomic Kingdom Podcast. My name is Dave. Joining me tonight on yet another Halloween-y, spooky, scary, paranormal, supernaturalistic episode is Jenny. Hello. I've been abducted, but I came back. <laughs> Probably a, well, a good story to tell with that. <laughs> uh, also joining us tonight is Matt from the Two Broke Geeks podcast. Hi, 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 hi. And pal number one, Randy from the Just Two Pals podcast. Hello, Dave. I just <laughs> I want to hijack the, Dave. Dave, oh. I want to hijack this podcast real quick. And just talk about how awesome Randy is. He is oh. the best. There's oh, a reason he's pal thank number you. one. And, uh, yep, Randy, Randy's my, Randy's my homeboy and Dave, I turn this podcast back over to you. (laughs) Oh, this is getting deep. Randy, Randy is your spirit animal. Yep. Yep. No, no. Spirit animal is racist against native Americans. He's my Patronus. (laughs) Yeah. I like that better. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Um, on board with that. All right. Well, tonight, uh, tonight, the, the topic fits again with, uh, with October and Halloween themed episodes that we've been doing. And it's all about UFOs, alien abductions, all the X-Files cool stuff that, well, the, the stuff I found most interesting on X-Files was the alien stuff. So that's what we're going to talk about. Yeah. Alien abduction stories, the cover-ups, so like Men in Black and stuff like that. Uh, some abduction stories, if we can find them, which I have a few. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll go through. But first, I want to ask of the panel here, of these fine, intelligent people that I have, who actually believes in aliens and alien abductions or just um, who believes that there are other intelligent life forms in the universe that we may have not seen or encountered yet? Uh, well, those are three separate questions, Dave. You can answer, you can answer them all. <laughs> oh, okay. Matthew. All right. Well, we'll start with you, Scully. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Come on, Matt. Matt Scully. Oh, me? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, you. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, sure, sure, sure. And I, prom- um, I promise we won't, because Matt is, is a non-believer, we won't be attacking him the entire episode. I actually enjoy having him on here because he doesn't believe. Oh, sure, sure. No, no, I am, um, yes, uh, the universe is, is very, very large, uh, so I am sure there are beings out there somewhere that um, are intelligent or were out there that are intelligent, you know, we uh, were out there and were intelligent. Um, but the universe, like I said, is is very, very large. It's something like uh, 93 billion light years across. And there's approximately like a billion, billion planets or something like that. So um, because of that, I, I don't think we can talk to them. And even if we did talk to them... Uh, there's no guarantee that they would actually still be a living viable species because it would have taken so long for their message to get here that they could be extinct by now. But um, beyond that, uh, yeah, of course, I I think it's highly unlikely that we are completely alone in the universe. But to kind of expand on what you've kind of already said, you don't believe in the UFOs we're seeing in the skies or the alien abduction stories that we might be talking about tonight. Um, no, uh, I think getting here would be, uh, pretty much impossible. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Jenny. I'm, I'm kind of a six of one, half a dozen of the other type of gal with UFOs. I 
fully believe that there is life on other planets. Now, it's probably more bacterial life than actual intelligent things walking around. Yeah. Um, but with that being said, I also find it's very arrogant of us as humans thinking we are the only intelligent life. So I do believe that somewhere out there, possibly, but I'm also the weird one that more believes in alternate universes than actual, like the whole dark matter theory, um, than the travel between. So Yes, I think that there are. I think that there are intelligent life. I disagree with Matt that I think that they could get here, depending on one, if they figured out dark matter and can fold and actually jump through different planes instead of actually going horizontal, actually jump through like different time loops. And that's also saying that we are the most intelligent. There might be one out there that can actually get here. But the whole UFOs in the sky and such, I tend to go more of the conspiracy theory that that's government testing. All right. Uh, Randy. Well, I'm, I'm the loon, I think guys. Um, So I think the idea that we can't fathom how something like that could manage to get here or something like that, like the things that we see, they're, they're unexplainable, right? These stories that we hear, whether they're impossible or not, they're, they're unexplainable. And the idea is that their technology is so far advanced beyond what we can comprehend. So that's, that's the idea, right? So if you, if you think that, then that's how you can think that there would be a possibility for them to come here. So I think, I do think that, um, that, that there are other beings out there. I think we've made contact with them. I also think that a lot of what we see and a lot of the stories that we've heard are um, maybe distractions. And I don't think a lot of them are true. So I think we'll probably get into more of that when we start talking about your, your government cover-up type stuff. But um, But I definitely think what we know and what we see in the public, there's a reason why we still see that stuff. If we really weren't supposed to, we wouldn't by now. So I, I do think it's it's intentional misdirection. Interesting. If that makes sense. I guess I would just have to – yeah, you said you'll expand on it later. We'll but, expand upon it. Yeah. yeah, sure, we'll expand on it. But bottom line, I, I do think we've made contact with other life, and I do think they're still here, but I don't know to what extent. Well, clearly we have. I mean, I don't know what else can explain Donald Trump, so – <laughs> well, at least the, the symbiote that is his hair. We're talking right. intelligent life forms, Dave. <laughs> well, there's also crazy and dumb aliens, too. There's got to be. Well, you know, okay, so here's my biggest thing. Like, I love the whole idea that we've got the message out there in space, you know, that universal and all that. But we're the, also the arrogant. Record. The golden record. Or also arrogant on thinking that. We're going to understand because what makes us human is we have humanity. We have a drive. We understand compassion and, you know, greed. And that's born of our own nature, too. That's not like, you know, how things are meant to be necessarily, right? That's like kind of society made that. I'm a I'm a complete Darwinist. Like I believe in natural selection and the idea of evolution. Just and that could be on a daily thing or on a million year scope. You grow. You because of things that happen, things change the direction that it goes. So, you know, if you go with evolution, little cells and those cells became something else, and because of the sun hit it the right blah 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 blah. 
but it's got to be the same for any other lifestyle or life form out there is that when those particles started forming, you know, some might have water, some might not. We have to have oxygen and water. Like that's what makes us it. They might not need that, but because they might not need that, they might not have that same growth that we had mm-hmm. and they might be more mechanical or, you know, more of, of the classic, you know, alien that pops out of your stomach alien or parasitical or so in thinking that we're going to find something that evolved the way we did, where we do have emotions is also arrogant. So I personally want an alien to come that has communication skills, whether we can understand it or not, and has that same emotional drive. So that throws in a whole nother thing of, is it going to be something like that? Or is it going to be just like a bacteria that just attacks? Well, there's the close encounters of the third kind theory where you can communicate via light and sound. And that it's True. that language well, is, yeah. language is a mathematical thing and you can you can communicate in ones and zeros very binary and crap like that, like the what is it, the God equation you, and all that crap. But you still have to have a drive to want to get somewhere, right? You still want to know what do they well, know in order uh, to the go drive, that way. The drive can be as, as simple as uh, our we need a new place to live and there's sustainable whatever, sure. you know, if you if you like your sci fi movies. Which is pretty much all alien invasion based is <laughs> the same thing. And that idea harkens to these these stories like, you know, the whole little green or gray men. Yeah. Um, you know, if they don't need the same things that we need, their bodies would develop differently. You know, obviously through evolution we evolved into what is known as the human, right? So because right. of what we needed. Um, so they don't, if they don't need those types of things, they could evolve in different ways and look different than us. And most stories of abductions and, um, videos or quote unquote videos, right. Of what people have seen. A lot of people report like telepathy is a big part of alien communication. Mm -hmm. Um, and language maybe not even play a factor, you know? So I I brought up the movie Close Encounters of the Third Kind. I've, I I had wondered it a long time ago. What are the other kinds? Such a good movie. (laughs) It is a really good movie. Uh, do you know, do you guys know what the other kinds are? Cause this is the third, ooh, the third ooh, I kind. I do, I do. Oh, yeah, man. the third kind, is, yeah, the, well, the third kind is coming into contact like they did in that movie, you know, where right. the alien comes off the ship. The fourth kind is being abducted. Which they uh, made a movie called The Fourth Kind. Yeah, the the second kind is, 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 um, oh crap, I've forgotten one and two. I only remember three and four. I used to be really into this stuff, um, Dave. Like you, yeah. you call me you call me Scully, but when I was like a kid, like <laughs> UFOs were like my favorite thing in the world. Like I read so many UFO books and watched so many UFO TV shows and movies. Yeah. Like it was my favorite thing in the world. That's yeah. uh, that's cool. I think it, I think it's really interesting stuff. Um, so, and I've yeah I've been into it for a long time. I think I think the first is just sighting. Yeah, the first, um, like seeing a yes, UFO. First yes. is visual. Yeah, first is visual. Yeah. The second is a UFO event in which a physical effect is alleged. So it can be like, oh, like a which burn is what, or something. Which is what most people, yeah, right, right. Chemical trace. Uh, most, uh, yeah, most people account for large gaps of unaccounted time. People account for watches stopping, electronic paralysis. items stopping. Um, Dogs. And a lot of those people have like memories they can't remember until they've been like, you know hypnotically induced or something like that you know yeah, yeah. 
the <gasps> third the third kind actually breaks down into like different subcategories too. Uh, like there's a, there's an A B C D E F categories. So like third the third kind is really like the movie uh, UFO encounters in which you can actually see a creature, or, right? Uh, an alien. Um, but then it also breaks Something down visits you. Right, right. Also breaks down to the A class, which is an entity is observed only inside the UFO. B observed inside and outside the UFO. C oh. observed near to a UFO but not going in or out. D entity is entity is observed but no UFOs are seen by the observer. But UFO activity has been reported in the area at about the same. <laughs> this is getting real, real picky here. Uh, e an entity <laughs> is observed but no UFOs are seen and no activity in the area. Or F. And no entity or UFOs are observed, but the subject experiences some kind of intellect, intelligent communication, which F is could be a very unrelated to a UFO altogether or aliens. F is yeah. just, you know, I saw something and I don't know what it mm-hmm. is. I think it said something. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> well, but what? But guys, I, I saw I saw a creepy clown. It might have come out of a UFO. <laughs> right. There's no real telling. There's no proof <laughs> to the contrary, I'll tell you that. That's right. Well, <laughs> like like I was saying earlier though, I'm fascinated you know, on like the history of like UFOs and the thing that drives me the most, and you'll find pros and cons to the story, but is the pyramids. Because the pyramids are aligned under a constellation in mm-hmm. Egypt, but also in South America. Right. It yeah, was, I mean, they it wasn't travel, so it's not like they could have both go. All right, we're going to we're going to build these pyramids. We're going to align it under the belt of Orion or what have you. Oh, <laughs> but they could both look up at the stars and see. Pa- they can both. They can. Yeah. Everybody can look up at the stars and see patterns. And what kind and of stuff? What like, kind of effect? Yeah, just like just like the tides. Of patterns up there. Like they chose the exact same ones. Well, on no. What if you got to Earth? You're, you're in you're, a time that travel couldn't take. To, you know. Yeah, but, yeah, but I, you like, live in California and I live in Vermont, and we can both look up and see the, the exact same, same thing and yeah. go, "Oh, I like that pattern," and and I want to build so something a, that matches that pattern. Coincidence that they chose the exact same stars at the, you know. I don't think it's coincidence. Of, I think but, that they, I think that like they, that cultures just genuine, you know, generally like pick certain things that they're like, Oh, Hey, that looks pretty cool. Let's try and represent that here. Right. You think about it. You think about it. Okay. So Egypt did it and then they did it in South America. So it can't, it's gotta be more than a coincidence, but of the entire world, those are the only two. Like, right. So you can, you can think, well, that, that, that culture was, was obsessed with the sky and the stars and they looked up and they saw this and they wanted to mimic it. Or maybe that area of the world is affected by the sky that way. I don't know. You know, we are affected by tides. We're affected by our own, uh, you know, environment. And maybe this affected them that way. Or maybe it was just some crazy pharaoh who said, build this in my honor because I'm an idiot. And I need big giant pyramids because I I like (laughs) slaves and stuff. Or it could be aliens. <laughs> Guys, yeah, when I, mean, I die, build me a huge pyramid because I'm an idiot. And... <laughs> we won't do it for you. Because <laughs> no. oh, it'll be a, well, a hassle, Matt. It'll yeah. be a big deal. I think it'll uh, be easier now. Inside, they, they, they've found, you know, like hieroglyphics and paintings of like uh, unexplainable creatures like right. talking to these people and making contact. Bringing and this was gifts. before a time. 
Right. This was before a time when, you know, what we know today as like aliens or flying saucers and stuff like that, like a lot of that stuff was ignored for hundreds of years until it came out later. Even when the first like flying saucer was like given that term, like it was like, what, 20 or 30 years later until that actually became like a thing. Well, you have to be careful Um, when you look at the hieroglyphics as quote unquote evidence because – they also have hieroglyphics of their gods, and I don't think their gods, right. or whatever crow-shaped yeah, heads that they have, were coming sure. down and visiting them, or you know, you know how you know it's they're telling stories. Ancient astronaut theorists speculate the <laughs> gods were actually aliens from the planet Mbatu that came down and. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Matt! <laughs> wow, but. <laughs> uh, um, let me something something Tatakopoulos with his crazy hair on the History Channel. And... Oh, ancient aliens. Alien, yeah. Aliens, yeah, yeah. Uh, let me finish these. <laughs> let me finish this Close Encounters thing real quick. Uh, so we did Fourth Kind, where the humans abducted. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, very good movie called The Fourth Kind. I enjoyed it a lot. I enjoyed. Oh, it yeah, What's the one? Is it is it the fifth kind when the lady comes back and is like, I got an alien baby growing in my belly. You're go- that's your you they took you. They you've, fifth kind, you've been yeah, you've fifth, been taken. Fifth kind is an event that involves direct communication between both the aliens and the humans. Um yeah, so it's, it's like it's like they they've agreed upon it apparently. Uh sixth kind is death of a human or animal associated with a UFO sighting, although some might consider this as more as a more severe example of a second kind encounter, which is true cuz you're not actually, Yeah, I would say that. Uh, right. Seventh kind is, I think, what Matt was talking about. Creation of a human-alien hybrid, either by sexual reproduction or by artificial scientific methods. Now, that is definitely a possibility of right. what they are working on. And either because, like Matt said, maybe these creatures can't survive anymore. So why wouldn't they try to find another they're way to survive? Creating a they're, – they're basically evolving in their own way. Manufactured evolve right, uh, evolution. Right. Yes. Eighth kind, eighth class encounter is related to a sequence of different kinds of encounters for an individual. So it's like combining the first kind with a fifth kind and a sixth kind after a period. These sounds sound like like fake add-on kinds. They're yeah. Like I, after five, they're like ah, we're just gonna do anything. Let's just keep it going. Nine man. is when you like <laughs> nine, sing a song about nine, aliens. Nine is when you encounter two different species. Okay. Well, right, I'm okay. just making that up. That's not true. Uh, Nine is, and ten is just when you go to an alien rape. <laughs> Everybody scream! Yeah. Are there a lot of alien raves out there in Vermont, Matt? Um, I imagine there I would picture, be. I yeah. picture it more of a desert totally. thing. Yeah, yeah, we're pretty popular. We're pretty famous for the the alien stuff out here. Um, a big well, part of that is obviously because Area Fifty One is and because all the Jennies leave from McCarran Airport, there's, uh, <laughs> um, all those yeah, jets all that fly the out the government. Yeah, yeah, um, which is which is a cool thing, and I figure we'll we'll get around to that kind of stuff. But yeah, I mean, like especially because a lot of military bases and test sites are out here, so a lot of our little towns get a lot of that kind of unexplainable action. Um, one thing I wanted, since, since we're kind of an entertainment podcast too, we should talk about alien abduction and alien movies. So briefly, what is your favorite, uh, I would say alien come to earth type movie or alien abduction movie? Not, nothing that starts in space and ends like star Wars or alien or star Trek, but like, you know, the, the alien movies, um, does it have to be a movie or can it be a book too? Uh, let's start with movies and then you can add on a book. Okay. 
Because uh, I want to make sure we're on the same page. Sure, sure. Randy, let, let's start with you. What's the first, uh, first well, movie that comes I mean, to mind? I, 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 it's, I guess I could say a movie because they made two movies, uh, X Files. I'm a big fan of, okay. and I followed it from the beginning to in, in both movies and stuff. So, or well, no, there's three movies now, right? Um, so yeah, no, 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 no. There's two movies two. and then the and then the event. Yeah, two movies and then the yeah. event they did. Um, and I, yeah, I love it. I love X Files. Okay, nice, uh, Matt. Uh, we already mentioned mine, Close, Close Encounters Cars. of the Third Kind. God, it's a good movie. I have three different versions of that movie. Wow. Like director's yeah. cuts or extendeds? Or... Yeah, there's like an extended – there's like a director's cut, an extended cut. And you mean, like you mean a... to tell me that DC didn't just, just make up this extended no, cut No, no, no. No, they didn't. And um, uh, I'll I'll tell you how many there are in a minute. I can't – I've got to look <laughs> it up on uh, Wikipedia. That's uh, oh, release. Here we go on home video. Let's see. There's a, a director's cut. There's a – no, it doesn't even say here. What the heck? All right. Keep going on for me. Anyway, I have three <laughs> different versions of Close Encounters of the Third Kind. <laughs> all right. They're all just as good as each other. It makes yeah, you they a are. hardcore fan. That's cool. I like mashed potatoes too. Yep. Uh, all right. Jenny? <laughs> I have two, two that tie. I've had this conversation like a lot lately, and, and I can't, I I can't choose the best of the two children. Like they're both amazing, okay. um, but they're not the most popular ones. Like I love Attack the Block. Have you guys seen that one? It's a British mm-hmm. one. It's got the guy from from Force Awakens. Um, basically, Boyega. it's a ghetto yeah. and yeah, it's a ghetto in like London it's and oh, yeah. alien creatures drop down. Yeah, 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 That's yeah, yeah. Ghetto kids are trying to. <laughs> I feel like I feel like Attack the Block is kind of like a spoof, though. It's a comedy. Oh, yeah, it was kind of yeah, it was no, kind of weird. Yeah, but still, it's it's there. It's these big predator, yeah, crazy black furry, glowing green eyes, and they're out to kill us. You know. Yeah, I still, love, I still see it. It's love weird. that movie. It, uh, it's weird. Uh, but that's fine. Okay, go ahead. It, it still still counts. But then the the best, and this one, again, people will probably argue it, but They Live. Oh, they yeah. Live is one of the coolest alien movies because it makes the alien similar to us. But it's got all, like, the mind control. It's everything. And then you've got Rowdy Roddy Piper. So <laughs> They Live is probably my favorite my favorite except i have way more fun with attack the block so what's the book that's my two cents and what about dave what's the book jenny oh the the book book? yeah oh the book have you guys read way station no okay so it's it's won a ton of awards i think it was written in oh gosh it's it's an older book um but it's a very cool concept. The concept is, it's just this farmer in like Indiana or maybe Wisconsin, or I don't know, but he, he lives in this house, but he never ages. And the reason why he never ages is that years before, like civil war times, an alien came to earth and they made his house into a way station. So what they do is all the other planets that are in this like union, it's kind of like, the UN of, of planetary mm. existence. They use the earth as a bouncing point, but in order to do that, they have to have a station here in order for them to stop, 
regather and then bounce to the next one. But the rules of this like union is they can't mess with the development of the, of the planet unless the planet becomes unstable. So it's this guy, this farmer's job is just to keep the way station moving. But in Mm. doing so, he encounters these aliens from all over the galaxy and each one is different. And kind of the parallels are like, you know, from the star three trillion light years away could be a totally different life form than the one two trillion life forms away. And he starts interacting with them and they have like, you know, communication devices. So they start learning. So you've got this human who has experienced life throughout the galaxy but he's isolated on this farm. And the only interaction he really has is the mailman that brings him his magazines and such every day. (laughs) Um, It's such a cool idea though, because it makes it where it's, it's a, it's a good mirror to humanity because you've got horrible people and good people and educated people and uneducated people. And it kind of goes throughout like that with the aliens as well but in different spectrums. But I love the idea that we're just a skipping stone and they have chosen not to, not to interact with us because they want to see we're such a young life form that they want to mm-hmm. see how we develop over years. Plus we suck. So, well, but we do seem to the, be that's part of the story too, is like you guys are teetering on sucking. You have nuclear bombs. Now, maybe you shouldn't be a planet. <laughs> Um, my favorites, uh, one of my all-time favorite movies altogether is Signs, and that's that's a good alien movie. M- Classic. M. Night Shyamalan's Signs, and uh, I'm a big fan, even though after you know it's not real, because <laughs> it says it's based on actual events. Uh, the Fourth Kind, we've talked about a couple times. I like. Yeah, I was going to say that too, Dave. I was going to say as a as another one, definitely The Fourth Kind. That, that was a great movie. That's creepy. I don't think I've seen that one. That's creepy mm-hmm. as hell. And oh yeah, it's just it's it's insane, and it's me Lahovovich, so can't go wrong there. And Will Patton's in it, and Enzo Calante, and who else? Uh, Elias Codius. Good people, good actors. And yeah, yeah it's a it's, a, it's I would definitely call it a horror movie. Oh yeah, it's freaky. Yeah, there's some crazy stuff that happens, and they show like the actual quote unquote footage of these because it's a lot of it is done with like hypnosis to uncover abductions right. so they show the actual footage that compares to the, the stuff that like during the movie you get to see the actual footage compared to like Mila Hovich doing it it's kind of crazy mm-hmm. but so. they're ba- they are based off true accounts though right right, right. but yeah, yeah yeah it's based on true accounts that kind of have been disproven based on true accounts right <laughs> But well, it's still... based on accounts that have not been proven false at this point, right? I don't or know. Or have they that. all been? Yeah, I don't know about well, that. Yeah. That's just for the fun of it, it's true. Why not? Go watch well, it. Here's the <laughs> thing. Go into it watching much, it like it's as true. As much as there's not enough evidence to prove it, there's not enough evidence not to prove it. And the government is not going to do you any favors in giving you that evidence not to prove it. So we have not, we can't say as a people that these things are true or false. Like, you know what I mean? Um, there's just no way. There's no. There's no proof either way. All right, all right. Uh, so okay. So the, the different kinds of aliens we could talk about too, like the alien sightings. That so they've they've broken down into different alien types. Sure. So little green men or greys or uh, yeah. or yeah. And then there's like 
they kind of some people think that shadow men are actual aliens instead of ghosts and mm-hmm. uh some people think the men in black are actually aliens and not government agents the men huh the tall men the tall men is like yeah. another one yeah and then there, there there's some of our our are kind. Some are just here to observe. Uh, like a lot of people say they see a confluence of UFO activity when there's a tragedy like nine 11 and things like that. Uh, like when, uh, what three mile Island was set to, mm-hmm. you know, do, do its thing. There was alien activity then. So it's, it gets kind of crazy as, and then there's, you know, alien abductions all over the place that are either just, they're just, trying to experiment on us to see what we are like as like zoo animals or most of the big events that we know today were after world war two and stuff. So yeah, definitely. Right. So, all right. Uh, I'm, I'm relying on Randy here cause he's uh, a big, uh, I don't want to say fan, but uh, a bit knowledgeable person on what we're talking about. He's very excited when I said we were going to do the show. Yeah. yeah, So what do you got for us? Where, where can you take this conversation, Randy? What am I into? Well, most I guess most of the stuff that I was always into when I was younger and stuff revolved around, obviously, like my local stuff. Um, so Area 51 is a big one. Um, and then ever, obviously, you, you ever, have I, ever, I, have, I haven't driven out there. Okay. No, I haven't driven out there. I definitely know people who have been out there. And you've never um, seen them again. <laughs> no. <laughs> and, I, and I'm sure I probably shouldn't say who and stuff. So, yeah. yeah, we'll but, keep uh, the names out of it. The names... <laughs> The names and dates have been changed to protect the innocent. <laughs> right, right. I mean, there's definitely – I mean, and that stuff is real, obviously. You know, going to a, a government military installation. For whatever there reason, are, it's there. Right, people yeah. who have known to have been there, people who are employees there, they can account that. It is very – like you basically sign your constitutional rights away from when you go out there. Uh, basically, you sign if you do turn over this information or you – Things that you see are discussed, you know, they basically become, you know, they, they're able to kind of like judge jury executioner. You know what I mean? It's, I mean, that's the idea. Um, it's, it's scary. And like, like Matt was talking about the Janet airlines that leave from McCarran out here, um, are these big unmarked white and red, uh, planes that take the employees from McCarran to, um, out to area 51. Um, and they're the only people who can go out there and they don't even know, you know, everything. Only people who've worked out there have stated they only know things that they've specifically worked on. You can't talk to other people about things they do. Um, so Area 51 is a big one for me. And then you, obviously we'll probably have to talk about Roswell because you can't talk about Roswell or talk about aliens without talking about Roswell, um, which is where. Because people confuse it a lot. They tie Roswell to Area 51 all the time. I think it's one and the right. same. Explain that it's, it's completely different. Yeah, Roswell basically was, and it almost comes off as just a goof. Um, basically, well, it, was, the, the, it was a silly little TV show. Well, yeah, <laughs> it was a silly TV show. <laughs> um, basically, something crashed, and when the military released their statement, they stated that an unidentified flying object was recovered. Um, obviously, their statement is that it was, I think it was a weather balloon, right? Um, Swamp gas. But there were a lot of, yes, and the lights reflecting off of such. <laughs> um, but a lot of claims and stuff that came out of there where people were seeing these discs that fly in the sky and people were finding these reports of mutilating mutilated cattle and stuff like that um the weird thing about roswell is it's a really small event that blew up into this whole thing because people made a big deal out of it um there's like 300 witnesses 
supposedly that have come forward for Roswell, and only a hundred of those people have actually seen anything. Less than ten of those people actually claim to have touched something. So most of these times, you get these people who just they just repeat the same story, right? So you kind of get that idea that. There's people saying the same things, and we're, there's a lot of it kind of goes together, but a lot of times it's just people telling stories they heard for fame so and stuff. It's just local mythology, <clears throat> essentially. Right. But the idea is is what they found there was uh, um, our first contact with a UFO or a an alien spacecraft, um, and that there was a body recovered there, an EBE, extraterrestrial biological entity, that was taken from there, the wreckage, and the body taken to Area 51. Um, so Area 51 just, is just just the one body because sometimes you hear there's three bodies and one body was still alive when it when they found it. Right? And, yeah. 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 You don't know. And the cigarette smoking man killed it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that's right. Um, actually, the UFO is made of Bender's parts, and uh, so he's oh, actually yeah. from the future. We all know the story. And then yeah, Fry slept with his grandma. Yeah, we we know the story. Right. The age old yeah. story. Um, but Area 51 is just basically a military installation. They needed a place after World War II to build um, spy uh, jets. So they wanted to check out what the Soviets were up to. And at the time, Soviets were just blasting everything out of the sky. They were like, we don't care what you look like. If you if you have a plane and it says, I love vodka, we're fucking shooting it. <laughs> and uh, so they needed to – they, they uh, were working on – it's the U-2. Some people think U-2 is named after it. But um, – uh, so that's where they the they Foo went Fighters. out looking. You two is a terrible band. We're not uh, talking about them. We're not talking about you two here. Um, I think we should talk about. So Foo they Fighters. they did a flyover and they found um oh darn it what's the stupid lake um Groom Lake and they Groom found Groom Lake, Lake yeah. and yep. it's this huge open lake and that's where they decided to put it and now it's Area 51 and it's this whole big deal but it was under such secrecy because it was. The Soviets and they were trying to work on spying on them, so <laughs> everything was dealt with with a big, big degree of secrecy, which makes everybody's sensors go off. Um, and I think just paranoia um, kind of gets away with people, you know. And then well, all anytime, these stories come up. Anytime the government's hiding anything, they think it's like from us, so right? It's, you know. But there's a very, I mean, even to this day. I mean, there's such secrecy surrounding it. I mean, but what's weird to me is, and I'm gonna I'm gonna side with Matt for a second here. If we're hiding all of this stuff that we already know that that we think has already happened, and the government is the one that's hiding it, that's a global secret that affects everybody, right? And it's well, not it's, our it's not just it's not just America that's doing it then, because right. the entire world would be doing it then. Oh no! Well, there are there there like Area Fifty One esque places all over the world too. Like Poland has them, and I think there's one in Germany. Like there's these places that are well. That was the guys. Thing. Like, Hillary Clinton couldn't even keep her deleted emails secret. Do we <laughs> what really? Makes you think, well, she hey, what we, makes you think, Matt. Yeah. Matt, she used her own server. That's the problem. She had yeah, her own server. Okay, her own well, house. sure. I'm. Uh, that's not a. I'm just saying that if if you can't even keep some deleted emails a secret. <laughs> But well, what? that's the thing, and eventually everything can't be secret, and that's right. how people have come out of there. Um, there's, you know, there's some pretty famous people, Robert, like Robert Lazar, who's like one of the kind of foremost. Hey, who I know that name. I'm Google. 
He's the guy who came out stating that he uh, worked on reverse engineering extraterrestrial. Um, oh, yeah. I've watched a lot yeah. of stuff about this guy. He's crazy, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? He's, yeah. a lot of it. he's not crazy. That's the thing. He's, <laughs> he's a very <laughs> normal dude. He's a really smart guy. His mother had him he's tested. a physicist. Yeah. He's, <laughs> yeah like, he's a very well-respected scientist. Yeah, but – no, but here's the thing. Except – University. Here's the thing about Robert Lazar, though. He claims to hold like a bunch of degrees from several universities, and the universities have no record of him ever even attending. <laughs> well, that's a big red flag. So yeah. he tough. might be crazy, Randy. Well, I'm just saying. You know what, <laughs> Matt? Why do you think that is, Matt? You don't. Oh, think they're that discrediting if there was, him. If there, if there's an effort to stop this kind of information from getting out, of course, there's not going to be a record there of him, Matt. Yeah, it could be discrediting. I, Maybe. I'm going to jump in because this is my favorite part of the whole alien thing, and especially Roswell and Area 51 and such. Yeah. Is I love the idea that, yes, by accident, we have alien, an alien, right? But I love all of the, one, conspiracy theories, but I also love just the mind of writers and just fiction, you know, people where, where they, there are so many great stories of how those the DNA and such has been cross-linked and now we have super soldiers or incredibly, you know, telepathic people or I, I love the idea of the human hybrid or not even the human hybrid, but like some of the things of like, we're sending these spaceships out into space, but now that we've advanced so quickly over the last 50 years, like, why is that? Well, it's because we have this, craft that we can start looking at how this right. craft works and i we have like nine crafts yeah so i love the idea <laughs> that totally um i love the idea that there could be some truth to this you know but it's so asinine like it's so ridiculous that you're like yeah no this is a complete hoax. and, and it's not just it, people it, either there's no go ahead go ahead it, it's it's fascinating because we we're such cynical creatures as is that I don't know what you're talking we about. You're automatically, <laughs> yeah, hater Dave. We automatically like go, this is all bullshit. But right. or there's, there's the people like, who if believe it everything. happened, I, ooh, if, I if thought it actually it was, happened, oh. it's plausible. So yeah. that's what makes it such a cool topic to talk about because you know I want to believe. Go ahead, Matt. Yeah. There you oh, go. I was gonna say I thought of a better one than the Hillary Clinton emails. <laughs> Watergate couldn't be. Watergate was uh, found out because the janitor told. I was gonna say, yeah, you can't stop a bellboy. Like, what are you? Gonna, <laughs> what are you gonna the do? Janitor was like, 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 there's no janitor somewhere in Area Nixon. 51 who's just like, guys. By the way, I cleaned an alien toilet today. Just there saying. are janitors in Area 51, <laughs> absolutely, but obviously those people aren't going to be given access into these areas where they're going to see things they're not supposed to be seen. The people I know who have been out there didn't see anything like that, I'm sure. Not that they would tell me, but it's be- for, you know, they well, actually you can't, have facilities Because you can't, go, you can't go past the gate. Like, you know people that have been inside or people that have just driven out and people sat at the sign. Yes, people who've worked out there. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Maybe I should just keep getting my degree and I could be an IT uh, support guy on site. There's all kinds of different stuff, man. <laughs> this totally – I know I keep bringing this up, but you guys really should read the Joe Ledger books because this right. whole topic isn't a complete Joe Ledger book. It talks about the people who work 
at these facilities and they're different things that, you know, that's why Jenny, I'm already on that train, girlfriend. I know. I love <laughs> it. Like those, there's girlfriend. construction workers out there and there's truck workers out there. Sure. A lot of them are represented by Teamsters. It's a very realistic <laughs> facility. So obviously, you know, there's people who've been out there, but they don't get to see the things that we think they see. And either way, I don't think the things that we think are at Area are 51 are at Area 51 anymore. Yeah. Most of the stuff that the claims that where they are at S4, which is just oh. south of Area 51. Um, what about this? Which is where? What about yeah, this ahead. underground compound in, in in Colorado where we have like a, a secret government mm-hmm. underneath the ground? Yeah, yeah, and people say the same thing about Area 51, that there's like 30, you know, Levels. floors underneath the, the ground because we only see like, well, I think one big hangar and two other buildings. Um, I'm not a big. And S4 has like nine big hangers, but there's supposedly more under it. I'm not a big conspiracy theorist fan when it comes to like, oh, Big Brother's watching you because I know they are. I mean, whatever. I mean, they know they are. They've been tapping our cell phones since we had phones. Like they've been tapping phones forever, listening for keywords and all that stuff. And am I that much of a freak that I think they're watching me through my webcam and I need to put a piece of tape over my webcam? No, because what are they going to see me doing? You're making a mistake, guys. Guys, just say hi to the nice government people listening to Atomic Geekdom. I promise you, if we're talking about this stuff, they are li- they're going to listen to it. They can listen to everything. That's you really f- think they care? Absolutely, oh, yeah. I definitely. Like, Absolutely, they have like yeah, they have keywords, and then they're also okay. st- you know st- statistics that they're trying to like. But honestly. It's it's not a Jack Reacher film. And... So here's here's the thing. There's just been so many different, like, okay, so have you guys heard of, like, Art Bell, right? He oh, used yeah, to run I listen, um, I listen Coast to Coast, Coast, Coast AM, AM all yeah, yeah. the time. Yep. So there's been several times, and he's had some people on there that are what somewhat credible, maybe not. But um, but there's been crazy shit that's happened on there. One of the most famous ones is like the the UFO guy. Somebody calls in in the middle of the night, and he's frantic, and he sounds like he's like he's terrified, and he's saying that he used to work for Area 51, and he used to work on the test sites, and he kind of spins the story that you know that whole idea that they are. Like the aliens are kind of running the show at Area 51 and they're coming for us eventually. There are these safe spots that people can be moved to for when the Earth is simulated, I guess, for lack of a better word. Basically, everything that's weak is is wiped out and we grow a new, better world, Um, but that the government's not doing it. And this guy's going off about all this stuff. And obviously he sounds nuts, right? He sounds crazy. But all of a sudden, the show just gets cut off the air. And they lose their satellites randomly. Like, this guy's saying these things. If the government doesn't care that these people are making these crazy claims, oh, but all of a sudden it goes out for no explainable reason. And then the guy calls back two, three months later. And all of a sudden he's saying, yeah, you know what? It was just an act. And he doesn't even sound like the same guy. But he says it was just an <laughs> act. I was just, I was just playing a character. I don't, I don't buy yeah, it. Yeah, it's hard. I don't buy that. But it, it's also, again, it's also a radio show. And that show, granted, has built up a lot of respect, and it's not meant to be uh, fictional entertainment. It's right. meant to be, you know, this is, we're bringing you things that we believe are true. Uh, it's not meant to be like a production, so to speak. Uh, right. Even though Art Bell has been known to have a guest on there who says he's traveled from the future to mm. the past, and he notes all these things that are going to happen, and then everybody's right. pretty sure that's actually Art Bell that is the one doing it. Um, these like mm-hmm. traveled to now, there's going to be a big civil war now, which I mean, really 
possible <laughs> at this point. Guys, but... it already happened. I watched that movie. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. Uh, it, it's hard to trust what you hear on the radio because anybody can call those shows. But yeah, oh, it's, it's fun. It's definitely fun to think about and right. quite, quite a and bit And that, that's probably one of the most famous accounts. But there right, are different more. accounts of people who've been saying things that maybe they shouldn't be saying and right. some way or another the best that thing, transmission or that information is taken out. I was just – we're going to sidetrack just a second to talk about Coast to Coast AM because I was just uh, hanging out with Jason who used to be a host on this show. And my huh? co- my cousin and we were watching a movie and we were talking about Coast to Coast and we both work late at night in our car so we listen to the radio. And we're like, oh, our favorite episodes are when they do like an EVP at a ghost hunt, you know, like in their ghost hunting or whatever. And they have play an EVP. And then you're like, oh, we're going to play that EVP now. And then you're terrified. Like, don't play the EVP. I'm alone in my car. It's the middle of the night. I'm driving down a dark street. <laughs> they play the EVP. Right. And you're just terrified looking in your mirror behind you everywhere. Every person you see is a ghost. It's like. Ghosts aren't real. <laughs> Stop ruining That's Everyone fun. thinks they're seeing clowns now. Yeah. And seeing clowns everywhere. Or actually, they're just clowns standing there. Stop being afraid of clowns, people. Yeah, they're nice scary. Um, But yeah, no, I mean, there's definitely capabilities that we know to have had. And this is the things we know about, right? I mean, there's obviously stuff that there's access to, the government has access to that we don't know about, right, at this point. Um, I mean, even like if you try to go to Area 51, you can't drive in your car without them knowing exactly what you're saying in your vehicle. You know, they're listening to you. They have the people out there drive around, the camo dude guys. Um, they drive around watching you and listening to you and stuff like that and helicopter flybys and it's what yeah, uh, I don't think I want to I want to transition to kind of over away from the conspiracy we've kind of talked about the cover ups now and conspiracies yeah. Yeah. did you guys ever watch the TV series Taken it oh was, yeah uh, yeah it was a mini series oh god that's good yeah that's Steven a good Spielberg series. production yeah, yeah I have that on DVD I love that I haven't watched it in a while I should. That I like that a lot because it spans so many generations. Like it just mm-hmm. travels through. There's so many good people in that too. Um, yep. But yeah, that's a good one. Uh, I want to kind of transition to what that kind of ties into Taken abductions. Uh, yeah. ta- Taken's a lot about they're trying throughout the generations to create a hybrid, mm-hmm. a successful hybrid, and it never works until you know they finally get to present day. And it does finally work. And you notice that that's the theme. Like that's always the theme. Like these things are very. You know, there's a lot of similarities. Like that's kind of the the background story of the X Files too, right? With so that's kind of well that there, yeah, and that the government is creating an alien human hybrid and stuff. So right. so yeah, there's definitely. I think there's things that people know as what we understand as like the facts so far. I mean, obviously they're not facts, but like behind abductions and stuff, mm-hmm. and it, they're all pretty common. Well, the most famous, or they're the same, right? The most famous abduction I know of, and it's again, a movie I like a lot and terrified mm-hmm. me uh, when I went and saw it in the theater. Like I was that brave. I don't know why I did it since damaged me for a long time. Uh, Fire <laughs> in the sky, the story of Travis Walton. And, oh, you mm-hmm. like that movie? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow, boy! I thought that movie was boring as hell. <laughs> Sorry. Moving yeah. on. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't mind it. Yeah, it was. It was okay. I thought it was good. Uh, but it it's okay. basically telling the story of Travis Walton being abducted or disappearing for a certain mm-hmm. amount of time when he was out working with his brother and a crew of guys, and they run across something in the in the woods, and they think it's like this fire uh, that's burning down the trees or something like that. They go check it out, and it's this ship in the sky, and Travis gets closer to it, and it takes him away, and they all run, and they do all these lie detectors and stuff like that, and 
Uh, they're all suspected of possibly killing him, or at least one mm-hmm. of the guys had motive mm-hmm. to kill him, and they're all taking the lie detector tests, and they come back, and nothing, you know, they're all telling the truth, and such and such, and all of nowhere, he just shows up one day, and yeah, starts to telling people what, what he's seen. Um, basically, he was just taken, and experimented on. Yep. And that's that's his story, he's told it a thousand times, there's a book called The Walton Experience, uh, check out Fire in the Sky. I don't know. It maybe it's slow, yeah. or at least check out his story because yeah. it is yeah, a, yeah. a pretty fascinating story. Yeah. Well, and we can't talk about abductions without talking about the first abduction story ever, which was Benny, Betty, and Barney Hill. <laughs> Betty and Barney Hill. Yeah, they were the and first. They, and, yeah. and they said some of the same stuff that we we know now too. They were the ones well, who I think first stated about. I was going to say they were the first people that said everything about pretty much alien abductions because they were the first ever recorded alien abduction case quote unquote right and they were you know driving home and then they forgot how they got home which right. is you know uh, pretty common actually if you take the same route to work every day you will get driver hypnosis and sure. kind of lose track of how you got to work but anyway well, uh, i do that they- every day i'm like yeah. I don't remember passing down my airport. When, yep. Where did this go? Yep. So <laughs> anyway, there there was that, and um, then they, you know, they they kept saying that they were anxious or whatever, and you know, having all these disquieting feelings, and so they went to a, a hypnotherapist and got uh, hypnotized, and the hypnotherapist figured out, quote unquote, that they had been abducted by little gray people who had done medical experiments on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah yeah and and when and people tell these stories right and there's a lot of the times they're similar and they're always passing their lie detector tests right it well, always comes out in some sort of hypnosis situation so these people obviously very much believe what they're saying they're not you know that uh, there's obviously some people who are out there just trying to get famous. to make a name or just get attention but yeah. these these recorded documented cases are they're not always crazy people, and they firmly believe what has happened to them happened. And whether that means it's true or not, it's just it, – it, I mean it doesn't matter. It's true to them, you know? Right, right. Uh, so I've found a website. I've got two websites to read from. One says 10 of the best alien abduction stories, or I have eight true – I don't know how they can say true, but – Eight true alien abduction stories that'll make you effing terrified of UFOs. So which one should I read? That oh, one. Oh, effing terrified. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's go with terrified. Yeah, sure. Yeah. All right. So the first one is Clayton and Donna Lee. And Randy, if you've ever heard of any of these, let me know. Uh, so again, I'm reading this website from thoughtcatalog.com. So I'll give credit to where credit's due here. Uh, let me see. Is there a writer? Jacob Gears is the writer. So there you go. He's only got two comments on it. So we're giving you some pub there. Uh, Jacob, there you go. That you can thank Google. Uh, a, a Texas <laughs> man. There was a book I took used to take out when I was in school that had like all these. I wish I could find that book again just for nostalgia's sake. I, sake. I can't even remember the title of it, but it was like I took it out of the school library all the time. Yeah, those things seem bitch. to be pretty easy to find in the school library. Yeah. Uh, Keep Tex- going, Dave. Sorry. Tex- yeah, it's okay. A Texas-based husband and wife claim to have been abducted by aliens multiple times, including once where a fetus was stolen from Donna by the yeah, alien trespassers. Clayton claims that he was a child visiting a park the very first time he was abducted, and that he feels the aliens might be studying throughout his life. Quote, I remember just floating up higher, Donna Lee recounted about her experience, and all that was around were stars and blackness, and then I blacked out. 
couple have had their memories of this event awakened by a local psychologist who, ironically, doesn't actually believe in aliens herself. They both have drawn sketches of the aliens that appeared on me- mul- excuse me, multiple media outlets to talk about their story, including this one on the O'Reilly Factor. Factor, and this is a big script here. So, uh, O'Reilly, all right, you were you. Uh, I, can't, I don't have a good O'Reilly impersonation. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, all right, you. <laughs> all right, and you were abducted multiple amounts of times. Uh, D. Lee is the wife. Uh, looks like it's just the wife he's talking to here, Donna. Uh, yes, yes, O'Reilly. Did you ever talk to the abductees? I mean, did you? They tell you where they were from or anything, Donna? No, that I don't have any remembering of at all. Having the conversation, no, O'Reilly. So they just swept you away somewhere. Where'd they put you, Donna? Different places, different times. I've had memories of being on what I consider the ship, because I know it was someplace other than any place I'd ever visited before. O'Reilly. So you were in some kind of you were in some kind of vehicle. Donna, yes, it was a vehicle, a room. It was very cold, metal, a lot of metal, a lot of metal. O'Reilly, did you see did you see the aliens? Donna, yes. O'Reilly, what did they look like? What uh Donna, what I saw on the particular visit, they were tall, slender, blonde, looked human, but not human, not quite human. O'Reilly, alright. Donna, they didn't really use their voices to talk. Uh blonde. I don't think I've ever heard about Which aliens having common. hair. I have. I one of my favorite of it. I'll tell it later, maybe. Okay. I think the top men too. I think were said to have like translucent hair. Like sure. you can only describe it as yellow, but it's basically see through. Okay. Uh, the last line here is the couple say they remain worried about being abducted against almost daily, but they they want to live their lives regardless. That's a fear I can't even imagine. I don't ever want to. Let me knock on wood here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing I remember from that story was that they they had had a baby taken supposedly. All right, number two, the Gundia McKay alien abduction. And there's some video here. Uh, cool, a couple paragraphs. In a chilling story that three different people were involved in, a 22-year-old named Amy was abducted right out the window of her lounge room by some sort of flying craft. Amy's husband, Keith, had already gone to bed while her friend Petra stayed up to read in another room. Petra was ab- abruptly disrupted by a blinding light coming from the lounge room and the sound of shattering glass. The rectangular beam of light was shining into the room, and according to Petra, she saw Amy being pulled out of the window by the light, still apparently asleep. Keith then woke up, and both he and Petra searched the house and surrounding area for Amy, who was nowhere to be seen. Keith eventually called the police. Amy eventually turned up miles away with strange marks on her inner thigh and bizarrely extensive body hair growth. Yeah. Gross. That's weird. All right, so I'm going to avoid names because this is Russian. Uh, mm. Number three, Russian millionaire politician <laughs> taken by aliens. So this is a politician. Yeah. Taken by aliens. So Kursan, Russian last name, the former president of the only Buddhist political state avidly claims that he was once kidnapped by creatures not of this world. He says they abducted him off his apartment balcony and took him to their spaceship. This is his quote. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was taken from my apartment in Moscow. <laughs> I've yeah, 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 yeah. Let's take it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, from Sandlot. Uh, I was taken from my apartment in Moscow to this spaceship, and we went to some star. After that, I asked, please bring me back, because the next day I should be back in uh, some city. They said, oh, no prob- problem, Kursen, you have time. <laughs> oh, they said, oh, no problem, Kursen, you have time. So we'll get you back in time, they said. Uh, when pressed for details of the aliens themselves, he says, they're people like us. They have the, the same mind, the same vision. I talked with them. 
I understand that we are not alone in the whole world. We are not unique. The ship was absolutely enormous. One of its chambers was the size of a large football pitch. We landed on one of the planets and picked up some piece of equipment. They told me everything in detail. Allegedly... Yeah, I've never... Yeah, I don't buy this guy. No, allegedly while he was abducted, his staff came looking for him and was unable to locate him until he inexplicably appeared in his suite hours later. Yeah, I don't buy it. I don't buy him. All right, number number (laughs) number four, the Robert Taylor incident. He's pretty famous. Robert Taylor was a forestry worker in Livingston, Scotland. He was heading to work in the woods in 1979, about the same time as the fire in the sky story. Uh, when he turned a corner and saw a UFO parked in a field. He had his flashers on. Don't worry, guys. He wasn't double parked or anything. <laughs> uh, all at once, this is a quote now. All at once, two small spheres came from the object. They made a sound as their spikes moved over the earth. They came to a stop beside him, grabbing his trousers, and began to drag him back to the UFO. The spiked objects were very similar to the UFO, only smaller. Taylor could smell a strong, sickening odor. He lost consciousness. Consciousness. When he regained consciousness, the spheres were gone, but his red setter was still there. The dog was panicky, running around and barking. Taylor tried to calm him down, but found that his voice was gone. He was very weak, and when he tried to stand, he couldn't. He crawled for a time until he was able to stand again. He finally made it back to his pickup truck and tried to radio his work headquarters via his two-way, but still could not speak. Attempting to drive his truck back home, he got stuck in the mud. So he started a long walk of about a mile back to his house. He arrived at 11.45 a.m. His wife phoned the police once he got home, remarking that he looked terrible. The police began an investigation, having no explanation for the bizarre tracks left at the scene of the UFO. No aircraft, civilian, or military was scheduled to be in the area, according to comprehensive flight logs. Yeah, like those are ever accurate. Right, flight logs, whatever. (laughs) Uh, Here we go. Five, forestry worker goes MIA for five days. Where was he? Travis Walton was one of seven men working in a forestry team in Snowflake, Arizona. When heading home from work one night, the team spied a blindingly bright light. Thinking it was a crashed plane, they drove over to the craft. What they saw, however, did not look like any plane. Walton jumped out of the truck to get closer to the craft. Suddenly, a bright light shot from the UFO and sent Walton flying into the UFO. The remaining six crew members panicked and drove away from the scene to get help. Uh, this is a quote from just source. <laughs> it doesn't say what the source is. <laughs> oh, Wikipedia. <laughs> about seven <laughs> about seven thirty PM, one of the crew members called the police. Deputy Sheriff Chuck Ellison answered the telephone. The crew member initially reported only that one of the logging crew was missing. Ellison then met the crew at a shopping center. They related to the tale to him. All the men distraught, two of them in tears, and though he was somewhat skeptical of the fantastic account, Ellison would later reflect, reflect that if they were acting, they were awfully good at it. Uh, after an initial scan of the area showed no evidence of a UFO, the police began to suspect the men were using the story to cover up the fact that they simply murdered Walton. However, over the next few days, all six loggers were subjected to intense interrogations and polygraphs, and their stories seemed to hold up. That's when Walton suddenly reappeared, so murder's off the table. Uh, thinking he had only been gone for a few hours, Walton retold parts of the story he could. He said he was interrogated by three creatures with bald heads and huge eyes. He apparently encountered many different creatures on the craft who performed experiments on him. Uh, so there you go. Um, I still recommend seeing the movie or read the book. Yeah. Six, the Manhattan abduction. Uh, Linda Napolitano. There we go. 
uh, Linda Napolitano triggered one of the most well-documented UFO abduction cases when she claimed to have been kidnapped out the window of her Manhattan apartment building by a flying saucer. She describes her time with the aliens. Quote, I'm standing up on nothing, and they take me out all the way up, way above the building. Oh, I hope I don't fall. The UFO opens up almost like a clam, and then I'm inside. I see benches similar to regular benches, and they're bringing me down a hallway. Doors open like sliding doors. Inside are all these lights and buttons and a big, long table. I don't want to get up on that table. They get me on the table anyway. They start saying things to me, and I'm yelling. I can still yell. One of them says something that sounds like, Nobby Egg. I think they were trying to tell me to be quiet because he put his hand over my mouth. Uh, end quote. Her abduction story has been corroborated by two United Nations bodyguards who claim to have seen the exact... Okay. So, so see that? But, like, I mean, you got people, like, of, of stature who are, like, confirming these stories. How do you mm-hmm. deny something like that? Mm-hmm. That's not just one whack job. That's not just one whack job saying... Wait a minute. They confirm that they saw the thing take her out, or they confirm that she went missing? Here, let me, let me, <laughs> let me, let me keep reading. Her, I'll say the same sentence again, and then I'm just going to keep reading, and then, then we'll talk. Her abduction story has been corroborated by two United Nations bodyguards who claim to have seen exactly the scene that Linda describes. Quote, there was an oval-shaped object hovering over the top of the apartment building, two or three blocks up from where we sat. We didn't know where it came from. It happened too fast. Its lights turned from a bright reddish-orange to a whitish-blue coming out of the bottom. Green lights rotated around the edge of the saucer. A little girl or woman wearing a white gown sailed out of the window in a fetal position, and then stood in midair in this beam of light. I could see three of the ugliest creatures I ever saw. I don't know what they were. They weren't human. Their heads were out of proportion, very large heads with no hair. Those buggers were escorting her into the craft. My partner screamed, We have got to get them. We tried to get out of the car, but couldn't. After the woman was escorted in, the oval turned reddish-orange again and whisked off. Uh, end quote. Years later, in 2001, this photo would be taken at Linda's apartment. The aliens might have been visiting to check up on her again, and there's there's a UFO above it. It's very t- small, and you can't really tell what it is. Uh, both bodyguards would later go on to suffer severe psychological maladies after seeing what they did that night. Linda still maintains her story to this day. There you go. Well, man. <laughs> well, Matt, you, you apparently Randy, have you to. Wanna, Rand, Randy, you want to tell a story? Because we could tell a story. You want to tell a whole bunch of people a story? Let's tell people that... Uh, I oh, do think I I've know. maybe have been abducted in my life. Yeah, Never mind. Well, let's move on. I'm just saying. Let's just let's, let's pick a story. Let's say we went to New York and that, and that we saw Spider-Man and that Spider-Man is real. Do you, do you, that would be a fun story to tell people, right? Sure. All right, well, see, now let's make sure we get our details right. So let's go find another lady who's willing to ruin her reputation publicly, saying the exact same thing happened to her, and then we'll all go together and we'll make these claims. Well, how do we know she ruined her reputation? Like, Well, well, because look at her. Look, she's a a story on a fucking, or excuse me, she's a story (laughs) on a weird website about going, (laughs) being terrified. And everyone's like, what an idiot, right? I don't right. know. All right, let's keep moving on. We got two let's more to go. get through. <laughs> two more to get through. Well, the last one is uh, Barney and Betty Hill, so we might not cover that one, but we'll see. Uh, oh, seven, okay. real life 
Men in Black, and there's actually a security footage of two Men in Black walking oh, into Oh, and there's like hundreds of stories of right, Men in Black. So. Yeah. I knew Matt was going to start singing it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, here we go. Here we go. Okay, not quite an abduction, but a bizarre visitation of another kind. Robert Richardson was supposedly driving through Toledo, Ohio, when he drove into a strange object, which he claimed to vanish the minute that he stepped out to inspect it. Remaining next to his tire, however, was a shard of metal that appeared to have been part of the mysterious object. Richardson took the metal and continued his drive home. Three days later, two men in jet black suits and black sunglasses knocked on Richardson's door. They immediately demanded the piece of metal. Richardson told them that he had it sent off to a lab for analysis. They ordered him to get it back, saying that his wife would be in grave peril if he didn't. Richardson ordered them to leave and never saw them again. Pretty weak threat there, then, if you never saw them again. <laughs> um, yeah. Do we want me to read? Yeah. Well, a lot of times it's usually just people who come and they see them. There's, like, the other famous one is uh, Dr. Hopkins, I think, who who had – he had – he was abducted, in his words, I guess, and he didn't publicize it. And all of a sudden people started calling him and saying that somebody was going to come talk to him about it. And then no sooner does he hang up the phone that somebody rings the doorbell and there's a man there, uh, a slightly taller than normal man in black. And I don't remember the exact details, but he says something to him and then he walks out, you know, from the house and he never sees him again type situation. So it's always these kind of vague. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. There's one more story. It's the Barney and Betty Hill abduction. Do you want me to read the details or? Should we move on? Um, if there's anything we didn't say, I, I mean, we it was pretty much. I guess we talked about it, right? We know those guys that they got baby taken. That yeah. the Barney and Betty Hill. Did they? Is that the ones that got the baby taken? No, that no. was the first one I read. Barney and Betty Hill was, oh, yeah, yeah. was the very first introduction right. story. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Uh, all right. Uh, perhaps one of the best known cases in UFO lore, Barney and Bet. Uh, <laughs> all right, buddy. Gra- grammar error. It says Better Hill. It's Betty Hill. Barney, better Barney, Barney and, and Betty, Betty Rubble. Hill. Betty, right. Betty Hills. <laughs> were allegedly abducted. <laughs> to be honest, I just keep thinking of the Rubbles too. Every time you guys mention this, so I'm just. Well, that's right. who they're named after. That's who the Rubbles are named after. There you go. They're these people. Yeah. Uh, they were abducted allegedly in 1961. It all started when they were driving back home from a vacation in Canada. And they oh yeah, Canada, eh? <laughs> up in the land of polite people. Everyone was being real cool to them. I okay. just lost all our Canadian listeners. I'm so sorry. Got him a Didn't beer. mean to. Got him a beer. Sorry, huh? Didn't mean to offend you. <laughs> yeah, sorry. We're gonna have some Timbits and a beer, eh? <laughs> all right, all right. Here we go. Uh, okay. At about quarter past ten p.m., three miles south of the city of Lancaster, Barney noticed what appeared to be. I keep wanting to say, "Hey, Fred." Uh, Barney noticed what appeared what appeared to be a bright star or planet, which seemed to move erratically. Barney pointed this out to Betty, and they both began to keep track of the object. The couple began to believe that they were watching a plane appear and disappear, as the movement of their vehicle caused the trees to come and go and obstructing their view. Later, Barney would state that he tried to convince himself that the object was a plane, but that Betty thought it would be something it, thought it to be something else, an unidentified craft of some kind. As the two continued to flume just north of North Woodstock, the object appeared to move in an odd way. As they reached Indian Hill, uh, Indian Head, Barney actually stopped the car to have a look at the object with his binoculars. He saw multicolored lights and rows of windows on a flat-shaped object, which now seemed to be moving toward him. As the object moved to within 100 feet of him, 
He could see occupants inside. Frightened, he ran back to his car where Betty waited. They climbed inside and sped away. Soon, two hours of their lives would vanish into oblivion. After resuming their journey home, they were not able to see the strange craft anymore. Oddly, though, they heard a beeping sound. Then they, they then heard the beeping sound a second time. Noticing that they were suddenly 35 miles farther down the road than a minute or two ago, they were now in Ashla. Um, mm. Once they got back home, however, the strange occurrences didn't stop. Betty forcefully insisted that their luggage be kept near the back door. The dress shoes were scuffed and scraped. and Both of their watches were broken, never to work again. But it wasn't over. Betty began having vivid dreams about the craft and strange people in it. In the dreams, Betty, Barney, and the men walked up a ramp into a disc-shaped craft of metallic appearance. Once inside, Barney and Betty were separated. She protested and was told by a man she called the leader that if she and Barney were examined together, it would take much longer to conduct the exams. She and Barney were then taken to separate rooms. Betty then dreamt that a new man, similar to the others, entered to conduct her exam with the leader. Betty called this new man the examiner and said he had a pleasant, calm manner. Though the leader and the examiner spoke to her in English, the examiner's command of the language, of the language seemed imperfect and she had difficulty understanding him. According to Betty, she was then subjected to an examination. Afterwards, she spoke to the leader. The leader told Betty that she could keep a book that she found, but later insisted that he take it back, saying that the others wanted to wipe her mind completely. Betty told the leader that no matter what he did, she would remember the events. And I guess she did. She did. She did. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's scary stuff. You know, you know what gets me the most about it is like the ideas. So nowadays, when we when we see when we hear about the UFO sightings, we always account it to, you know, it's military spacecrafts, and we have crazy technology that hasn't been released to the public yet. This is in the '60s, right? And we have these crafts that can do things that no crafts to this day are on record of being able to do. Maneuvers. You know, I, yeah, I don't know. I think that's. That's that's the craziest part to me well, about stories like that from the from like those days. Here we are now in an, in an hour, and Matt, have we have we made you a believer? Have we convinced you? Oh no, no! In <laughs> fact, I've been very quiet this whole time about about all the uh, reasons that all this stuff isn't true because I still have fun with these stories. I mean, like I said, I used to be really into this stuff as a kid, and sometimes it's still like, okay, well, alien stories. Let's talk about them. I mean, we just have there's there's records of things going back. I mean, hundreds of years. Like in the 1400s, you have paintings of the the what, biblical painting of Madonna and the saint, and you got the UFO, the huge UFO with the spikes and stuff drawn on the top. Well, and there's very clearly it, people yeah. like pointing at it and stuff. I mean, like it it looks representative of, of what we know now as like a flying saucer, and the idea of flying saucer never didn't come about again until like the 1940s when somebody just said it looked like a saucer skipping across the water or whatever. And then all of a sudden that was we, start, yeah. Yeah, we start seeing people who make those same claims, but we have things like that evidence of not evidence, but pictures and ideas of these kinds of things going back in, you know, I just think folklore time. doesn't change very much. I just, you know, sure. Sure. So. Oh. Uh, okay, I have I have a question though. So, in the entertainment spectrum, what is your go-to type alien? Like, are you more of the enemy minds, like the Jerry alien, where he's the nice one wanting to help, you know, compassionate and all that, or do you want the traditional alien? 
you know, that is going to hunt and kill you. I you, don't, asking, I don't, I wouldn't think that they're, they're oh, basically ahead. ET versus critters. Like yeah. which one, which, which one is more entertaining of a story? Oh, more entertaining. I guess that depends on your. I guess it depends on your mood. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I, I guess that's. E- I think ET is equally as entertaining as Predator, <laughs> just for right. different reasons. I know, but like, what I guess what I'm trying to say is, is, is there a preference? Like, is there, in the scheme of all these storylines, when you hear about alien abductions or, you know, alien technologies, crossbreeding, all that weird stuff. It tends to like go more on to the um it's dark. The, it's the sinister. darker side. Yeah, it's sinister. But then there's also the there's also the really good alien stories too, like ET. Mm-hmm. Is there is there amongst our group here, is there a preference? Do we pr- it seems like we're preferring the dark evil kind. Well, I think that those actions, I think, like, I do like that idea of the abduction and and the testing and obviously of us finding those things and doing the same thing to them, abducting them and testing on them in our facilities. Um, But I don't know that if they're doing it, they would be doing it for, in my my hope, what I would prefer is to see them that they're not really doing it for a sinister reason. They don't maybe know that that's a bad thing to do to somebody. Um, They don't have that frame of reference or maybe they don't have that respect for human life in general. We don't have respect for other kinds of life in general and we test on them and we do horrible things to animals and stuff like that. But we don't, but you know, certain people don't see it that way. You know what I mean? So I think it's the same thing. I think it's, I don't think it's uh, to me, I would hope that it isn't a sinister thing, but it's something that they're doing to further maybe their advancement that comes across to us as sinister. I like that idea. Makes sense. I think, yeah. I think there's a, we take this term for granted a lot when we say somebody like, uh, it's a human behavior and mm-hmm. we, we do that comparing it to an animal or, you know, other creatures of this earth. But, Instead of saying, you know, it's a natural behavior. Right, right. It's our it's, natural behavior. Right, right, because not every creature behaves the same way that we do because we see, we see you, know, per, you know, animals protecting their young. Or we also see animals leaving their young to fend for themselves. Or we see right. creatures eating their young. So, right. We don't know that love and compassion translates to all different beings right right i mean the aliens we might exist could end up being like paul from that that you know that simon Pegg movie which is awesome now i would love to chill with that guy (laughs) (laughs) or or they could just be uh dominators and they just want to destroy our world because they don't want anybody else to impinge on their 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 society Uh, i think they're doing the same thing to us that we're doing to them right they could just be scientists and they want to discover more um, or they could be a governing, uh, peacekeeping federation of aliens, and they're testing mm-hmm. us before they allow us to enter their union uh, yeah. Of, yeah. of global planet or of universal planets. Who knows? Uh, yeah. I, 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 E.T. is boring to me. <laughs> that version. Oh wow! <laughs> uh, that version. And not, I mean, I haven't watched the movie since I was a kid. I can't watch it. I it's it's too dated to me. Mm-hmm. Um. I've only watched it as a kid, and even as a kid, I didn't think it was that great. But again, I was a kid, so 
Um, I think it's a good idea if you think of it kind of like, you know, if there are these sinister and crazy or whatever, however you want to think of it, um, you know, there's evil men and then they have children and those babies might not be evil. Right. And so what if one of those babies were lost? So like this alien baby gets lost on Earth that could would would to me registers as like E.T. This happy go lucky little ugly popcorn thing. Right. I (laughs) yeah, right. I. Well, as we close out here, because we're we're about done, I remember watching a show like Sightings. Does anybody remember that show? I do. TV show Sightings. I forgot about that show. Where it's like a news-based, hour-long show about ghosts or aliens or Bigfoot or whatever. It was, you know, syndicated television, but it was kind of all you had that was, like, about this type of thing back in the day of, like, five channels. And, uh... We used to watch it and we'd stay up late and I lived in a second story apartment with my family at the time and my cousin was spending the night and we were watching it. Lights were out. Window was open. And this guy told this story about how he's abducted by aliens and he was in bed and he looked over at his bedroom window and there was the face of a gray alien staring back at him. And me and my cousin at the same time slowly looked over at my apartment window just to think like it's there. And we just shut the blinds real quick and <laughs> went back to watching our creepy so, alien story. None of you guys have ever seen anything unexplainable ever? Anything no, like that in this vein? I'll be honest. I look at things in the sky and I'm like, nope, that's a plane. That's a helicopter. I was um, mm-hmm. I was, I was really young. I wasn't really young. But I, I mean, I remember it very well. Um, I was in just outside of Phoenix um, during the – remember, you guys know the Phoenix lights, right? Yeah. Um, the I, one like I the do. V-shaped Phoenix lights. Yeah. Uh, I remember we were sitting in the living room. We saw it on the news because it was a whole big thing and we were able to see the the lights. So that was – that's like the only time I've ever seen something. But though, I mean they were there for a long time. You know, Everybody saw them. <laughs> so it's not like a special thing. Sure. But sure. Um, yeah, but I, I remember that as – a really well, cool Arizona, experience. Yeah, Arizona is a pretty big hotbed for UFO activity. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, that's where the Travis Walton story takes place is in Arizona. Uh, I don't know. Anybody, John, Jenny, have you ever had any experience? Me, personally? Yeah. <laughs> have you seen anything <laughs> no. in the sky? Or... Well, there's always those stories, like, up in up in Washington, especially when you're camping, you see weird shit all the time in the sky when you're looking through the trees and such. You'll see lights moving at a weird, weird speed or it, bizarre stuff, but most of the time it's a satellite. Sure. I also wake up nice with unexplainable up there, So they're testing, they're testing new planes, things like that. So... Yeah. There are a lot of stories from up in the Pacific Northwest of alien abductions, but I think they also a lot spurred from the moment that they were filming the X-Files up there. So every story or everybody wanted a story. So a lot of them came out of the woodwork, whether true or false. So I personally never seen it. I would I'd kind of like to see it. Like I, but then I always have that fear of we're going to get like the fifth wave type out. Like the ship comes. <laughs> you're like, Oh my God, they really exist. Why is there a tidal wave coming at me? You know, and we're like, screwed. And all I'm going to think is see Matt told you. Matt. Yeah. Right. Right. Guys. <laughs> what what he does is... Like, you know, what if they're all the, what if they're all just aliens? Like, you know, like the ones that in abducted, like uh, Antonio via Boaz, who was just abducted by an alien who wanted to, uh, Wanted to use him for her own um, sexual her own pleasures, her own sexual yeah. nice. in- investigations. Do you, 
Yeah, did you guys ever hear that story? It's a good no. story. I don't know, but that alien had had the right idea in mind. Well, here, right? yeah, this is this is the one. He was um, he was a 23 year old Brazilian farmer, and he was supposedly out, you know, on his tractor cutting hay and stuff. And uh, a craft, he said, an egg shaped craft, it, it landed in his field, and so he tried to drive away, but its lights and its engine died. And so he decided to run away on foot, but uh, a bunch of five-foot-tall people wearing gray coveralls and helmets grabbed him and uh, brought him inside. And they made, uh, like, barking-type noises. And then once he was inside, they took off all his clothes and rubbed him all over with a gel and Ooh. put him in a yeah, and put him in a room, and then this big, uh, this uh, other one that was slightly taller than you know the five foot one, she came in, and she was female, and it says she had uh, like long platinum blonde hair, and uh, she came in and she did stuff with him, and then they put him back, oh, yeah. and then went away. Giggity, giggity, oh, giggity. That's a good start, <laughs> right? Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, well, with yeah. that, with that, I mean, we had to let Matt tell one of his stories. I mean, one story at least, says, right? He, he had to be paranoid for a minute. He says it's a different name, but I bet it was him. It probably was. It was him. me. Yeah, <laughs> sorry guys. It happened. All the time. <laughs> it was him and his wife playing, you know, as they yeah. do. <laughs> hey guys, in the vein of this whole geek out experience type thing, are are any of you guys reading Paper Girls right now? Because uh, no. I would suggest it. Yeah, I feel like Dave and Jenny at least will like it a lot. Matt. I don't know. <laughs> <What's> <laughs> no, it's a really good book. You guys should check it out. It's a, an image book. I think they're like I've six or right, seven right. issues in. Yeah, I've right. seen them at the store. Yeah, it's yeah, really yeah. good. You should check it out. All right. Very alien driven. So it's cool stuff. All right. Well, that's our show this week. Aliens, UFOs, stuff like that. I'm going to guarantee we're going to revisit this topic again in the future. Uh, perhaps, <laughs> perhaps next year in October. Who knows? <laughs> Uh, now that everyone's here, ears hurt. Uh, yeah. Next week, we're going to preview The Walking Dead, since that's about to get kick-started in about two weeks from tonight, actually. So that starts back up, so we'll preview that next week. Um, but first, pal number one, Randy, you host a podcast of your very own. Tell our listeners what it's all about. Oh, you're talking about just two pals, huh, Dave? I sure am. Yeah, you can check out Just Two Pals. We talk about movies and comics and video games and all that sort of stuff on our show. Um, so uh, you can check us out on Twitter if you want. We're on, uh, at Just Two Pals, or you can find us at just two or atomicgeekdom.com slash Just Two Pals. Guys, I'm going to hijack this buddy. show real quick from well, pal number one there. I'm going to hijack it from him for just a second and just let you know that if you're going to listen to Just Two Pals, listen for Randy because he's the best. Uh, Randy thanks, Randy really right. makes that show just, just awesome. Johnny, he's okay, but Randy, he's awesome. You know, it's, he's a big Debbie Downer on, on all my fun <laughs> is what it is, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> and true. guys, I, I want to tell you guys about another great podcast or maybe Matt should – Oh yeah, I have a podcast, don't I? I have I have a podcast. <laughs> do you? I don't think you. Yeah, do. I do. It's 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 called Two Broke Geeks, and I do it with my buddy Justin, and it's also on the Atomic Geekdom Network, which is why I'm here with all these awesome people right now. And uh, you can find it on Twitter at Two VG Pod, and on Facebook, uh, we just look for Two Broke Geeks, you know, with a two, not with the word two, with the number two. And you can subscribe to it on iTunes or Google Play or Satchel. And you're the number one host on that show, from what I've heard. 
Um, I guess, yeah. You're the most consistent. <laughs> I've never really, I've I've never really stopped say. and thought about it. Yeah. yeah, I've heard several people say you're the most consistent, so that's okay. good. Well, that yeah, is yeah. true. That is true. Proud of. I bet you. I bet you Matt's been on every episode of that podcast. I bet I think you so. I have. Mm-hmm. Justin can't say that. No. Oh, well, he man. went away and made a movie. <laughs> what, what a jerk. <laughs> what a jerk. What a jerk. Uh, all right, cool. Jenny. Matt. Nope, not, not, not Matt. Nope, nope. <laughs> you guessed wrong. So no, you can find Jenny <laughs> online. She's uh, at Robbie R on Twitter, and she's Robbie R on Instagram. You're definitely going to want to check her out. She goes a lot of cool places, takes a lot of cool pictures. Um, you know, and you can follow all her adventures. And Robbie R is spelled not R O B B Y R. It's R O B I R because it's short for something. Yep, Robinson. There you go. I wasn't going to give away her last name. See? but Oh, I didn't <laughs> say it was her last name. Oh, I didn't say oh, that. That oh, name ruined it. Oh, boy. Oh, see, Dave, that's how you do a commercial. <clears throat> that wow. is pretty good. Well, I'd but I like for Jenny. Do you want to? You, you got to sell yourself now here. So we are on. What do you, what? What's happening now? <laughs> you can find Atomic Geekdom online at AtomicGeekdom.com. Hold on, They're hold on, on Instagram. Just look for Atomic Geekdom. They're on Twitter at Atomic Geekdom. They also have another podcast that they do called Ringside Geeks. That's with Dave and Tom and Monroe. It's all about professional wrestling. In case you're into punchy ballet and guys in tights and you're really into that, you're going to want to listen to Ringside Geeks because nobody I know knows more about wrestling than Tom and Dave if I could cut you off just for a second, Matt, I want to make sure everyone gets to that Atomic. Okay. That that uh, uh you know audibletrial.com slash atomic <laughs> make sure they check out that 30-day trial and get themselves a free book um what book do they the want book, randy yeah the book such as the book thief possible would be a great yeah. title to pick up right dave you've read it and you love it i've i've, I've i read it every day <laughs> you do good excellent work dave uh right all right cool so that work is all done anyway uh, yeah, that's the podcast this week. Thanks for listening. If you made it all the way through to the end, which this is now the end, uh, thank you for listening. You can, <laughs> you can again find us on Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram. We're also on YouTube. If you could please subscribe there, give a couple of videos there a like. We're going to be hopefully adding more content very, very soon. Uh, if you liked what you heard, please give us a review on iTunes. It only takes a minute or two and helps us gain more listeners and grow the conversations. Uh, if you're there, you might as well please re- rate, review the Just Two Pals, the Two Broke Geeks, and the Ringside Geeks as well. That'd be great if you could. Um, yeah, that's about it. Again, you can find all of the, all of these shows, all of these fine, fine podcasts at AtomicGeekdom.com, iTunes, Satchel Player, Google Play, all that good stuff. Thank yep. you, Randy, for joining us and your wealth of knowledge on space Definitely. space aliens. And thank, yeah, wealth of facts. Thank you, you, Matt, for keeping us grounded to reality. You're welcome, That's right. You're welcome, right. welcome. Don't Je- forget to download Coffee Jelly Hour on iTunes. You'll, you'll <laughs> laugh. You'll have a good time. Uh, Jenny, thank you for being here. Being Jenny, <laughs> as always. For, for being oh, Jenny. Thank you for having me. Um, and that's our show this week. And because she's here, and because it's the Atomic Eats and Podcast, she gets the last word. And Jenny, the last word this week is Mulder.